welcome to the second episode of D-Listed, the podcast. I'm Michael K. And I'm Allison. Hi, Allison. Do you have your window closed this time? I do, because, you know... The last time, like, the last episode we... <laughs> the first episode we did... Yeah. I didn't... I edit the episodes because I'm a control freak, but I didn't notice this while we were recording, but when I went to edit, it was like planes, trains, automobiles, it was everything. I heard planes, I heard a car alarm, and you didn't hear that, and a lot of people didn't hear, but I heard birds, like we were in Snow White's house. Yeah, and I apparently... So I probably have a tumor, like if you hear birds, yeah. you have a tumor, so yeah, this is the last yeah. episode because I'm going to die. Go to your doctor. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of noise outside my house. I know that people probably assume that I live like, you know, under a flight path next to a car alarm factory, which is only half true. I live next to a car alarm factory, obviously. Um, but yeah, no, my window is closed. The birds are behaving. That's really nice. So, you know, everything's working out for me today, I would say. So do you, do you, you listen to this? Yeah, I sent this to you. You listened to the first episode, right? I certainly did. So do you, do you hate the sound of your voice? Not that I, I'm not being a bitch and saying I hate the sound of your voice. I'm saying I hate the sound of my voice. So when I edit these, I hate listening to my own voice. And I don't know why, because I think you have a really nice, like you've got, I was oh, going to say you've you got, got a, a voice for radio, raise. which sounds, I know, thank you. No, you have a voice for radio, which I know sounds shady because it sounds like, you know, you have a face for radio. Well, like I'm busted. Yeah, like, then that's not what I mean. No, you've got a good butter, radio voice. Butter face. Yeah. I'm like, Michael, I think podcasting is your strong suit here. Uh, no, I don't, I hate my voice, but I like, I've leaned, I've learned to lean into it. Like I know you, that I can, my accent can get a little thick and I know Oh, that, I love it. Oh, really? I'll do I an episode it. drunk one time and you'll be like, no, I don't love it anymore. No, I would love it even more. <laughs> but like, do you, you know, do you think, you know, you sound, when you're talking, you sound one way. And then when you listen to your voice, you, you sound another. Like, oh, no. You're kind of saying, I can't believe I sound like that. Oh, yeah. Like, in my head, I think I sound gorgeous. Like, oh, I, yeah, that's I, how it is. I've got, it's... like, a voice for radio and, let's say, a phone, sex phone line. Like, I've got a voice for everything. And then I hear it back and I'm like, oh, my God, who is that woman? It's like <laughs> pictures. It's like It's like when you see yourself in the mirror and you're thinking, I look amazing. I look like you know a model and then you take a picture and you know you look like quasimodo yeah or like day. that one friend posts like a picture of you and it's a good picture of them and then you look at yourself and you're like you bitch <laughs> you picked the worst one now do you back to the voice yeah do you do because you know i have a gay voice obviously and <laughs> when i was young i mean duh but when i was young I was very, you know, I love my gay voice now, but when I yeah. was young, I was very insecure about it. Yeah. So when I would go, you know, when I would have to talk to people and I did not want to sound gay, I would put on, you know, you call it like your interview voice. You say like, hello, I am Michael. I love NASCAR. Yeah. Brah. You know. You're like, boobs are Jaegers. beautiful. I love tits. Yeah. Even see, even then you can hear the gay. <laughs> You're like, I love titties. Tits. <laughs> no, I, I love tits. <laughs> you're like, what? Um, I I know what you're talking about. For me, so I used to be an op. I used to like work in an office, and so for me, it was telephone voice. So whenever people would call, I'd be like, 
Hello, thank you very much for calling. Whatever. Oh, that's phone sex. You were working as a phone sex. So you were like, hello. Wish I wasn't making nearly enough money. If I could have had a lead on a phone sex job, I would have taken it. Trust me. I did that once. We'll talk about that later. I yeah, that's a whole other episode. Up. That's a whole other episode. So yeah. let's let's get right into it. The first story we led with last week is the first story we're leading with this week because they're still fighting and I guess we can't get enough of it. Brad and Angelina. Uh, So when we last left them, Brad and Angie were fighting over child support. She claimed he wasn't giving enough, and he claimed he gave her $1.3 million, plus loaned her $8 million to buy a house. TMZ is now reporting that Angelina's crying poor, and she may be crying poor to go after his money, since he made a lot during their marriage, a lot more than her during their marriage, and they didn't have a prenup. They got married in 2014, but they've been together. They were together since 2004. She might also go after all the money he made during their entire relationship. And she can do that if she can prove they had an agreement that he would support her. Brad is laughing at Angie uh, because she made $33 million for Maleficent and another $20 million for the sequel. A Brad source also tells The Blast, which is like TMZ's rival, right? Yeah, the and the greatest name. The, the that sounds like a poor name. It's like whenever I see it, whenever I get in my inbox, I'm hoping you know for a cum shot, and instead it's sad news about Brad and Angie. <laughs> so they're just the opposite of a cum shot. Uh, Brad source says that he is disgusted at how Angelina has made their divorce fight public, and that it's only hurting the kids. And on top of the money thing, they're still fighting over visitation. Angie wants him to have less. Brad wants more. A judge ruled very recently that um, up until August 21st, Brad gets at least four hours every other day on school days and 12 hours every other day on non-school days. Mm -hmm. They'll meet after August 21st to decide a permanent visitation schedule. Also, more of this crap, a TMZ source says that the boys don't really want to spend time with Brad because Angie has turned them against him, but the girls want to spend more time with him. Well, it's just, you know, these sources are obviously their PR teams. Yeah, so of course. So it's, you know, you know, Brad's publicist is calling the blast and is saying, Angie, Brad thinks Angie is disgusting. And then puts down the phone, picks up another phone, puts on a different voice, calling TMZ, saying, you know, Angie Dearest is poisoning the kids. You know, it's like so schizophrenic. <laughs> He's like, he's like, hello, this is not Brad And I was going to try and do a voice, but... (laughs) That's me trying to do like a low masculine voice. (laughs) Like a, yeah, like a secret, like a source voice. Yeah. Um, But it just like, this proves that both of them are crazy. Because they are spending so much time, so much energy, so much money on wanting to spend time with six kids at once which is when I would spend just as much time just as much money to not spend time with six kids at once you know Brad should just be like oh you want to take care of six fucking kids all day every day go at it I'll FaceTime with them you're in court arguing uh with your lawyer saying like okay obviously like the the agreement needs to be that this person gets 24 hours a day um every other day and then every day other than that so basically every single day you're like 
that's that's the best agreement for me. Um, call me at Christmas. Bye. Call, no, don't even call me. Email me. Text me. Yeah. Send me send me one of those like Hallmark cards. Um, you know the internet ones is what I'm saying. Uh, I was obviously very confusing there for a second, which is my segue into our very good, good con- our good confusing friend Omarosa. Ugh. Oh, Omarosa. Oh, Omarosa. <laughs> I love her name. So Omarosa Manigault Newman, only made better when you add the two last names onto it, uh, a.k.a. Omarosa from The Apprentice, a.k.a. Omarosa. Uh, a.k.a. Mess, grade A mess. Yeah, one of reality TV's finest messes. Let's give her credit for that. Argu- arguably. Yeah, I would say. I mean, there's still, you know, Tiffany New York Pollard, who's... Obviously, the number There's one There's Janice spot. Dickinson. We, we, we'll fight about this later. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Omarosa has had a really big, you know, she's had a big week, a big month, a big year, just like the Friends theme song uh, would have you to believe. And uh, so this week she released her tell-all book about working in the White House titled Unhinged. And, you know, the hinge that has been und, of course, is in reference to Donald Trump. Uh, so she's been teasing it forever, ever since pretty much the second she got fired from the White House. She's been saying, I've, I've got a tell-all coming. So the tell-all finally came out, and we're all like, who really cares? We know he's crazy. But the big kind of selling point this week has been all of the tapes that she alleges she has. So apparently she kept a tape recorder on her the whole time she's in the White House, recording people. Wait, did um, she say she recorded... She, did she has she ever said what she was recording on? No, she's been really vague, which is very smart probably her phone. Her probably her phone. Yeah, probably her phone, or who knows? Maybe she went out and bought like a fancy tape recorder because she knew that she was gonna like she's she's got drama on the brain, so I wouldn't put it past her. Or a wire, yeah. Yeah, she's wearing a wire like The Sopranos. Uh, so one of so people, of course, were like calling her bluff and saying you you know you don't have any tapes. So she released a tape this week of herself speaking with three uh, campaign aides in 2016 about an alleged uh, tape. So talking about a tape of a tape. So this is like dramatic inception. Uh, <laughs> so a tape of Donald Trump saying the N-word while filming The Celebrity Apprentice. Donald, of course, responded by calling her deranged and a dog on Twitter, which is about as classy as any of us could expect from him. Uh, then Penn Jillette came out, former uh, Celebrity Apprentice contestant, saying, yes, the tape totally exists, but he didn't want to elaborate. Tom Arnold, who said he was too good to appear on The Celebrity Apprentice, says a tape exists. Uh, then, so everybody right now is just like, there's a tape, it exists, we don't know where it exists, though. Then Omarosa doubled down on her tape releasing, uh, so she released mixtape number two. Uh, and this time it was a taped conversation with Laura Trump, the woman Eric Trump tricked into marrying Are they still him. together? Oh, yes, they're still together. Yeah. Uh, and then in the tape, Laura offers Omarosa um, $180,000 to work on Trump's re-election campaign, which is kind of shady considering Omarosa had been fired from the White House, you know, in December of 2017. So, like... It was like hush money. Yeah, it's kind of hush money, and it's also... It was apparently her salary. Uh, Omarosa was getting $179,000 a year, which is, I would say, $178,000 too much. But that's just that's just me personally trying to do the math. Don't try to do math. Don't try to... No, yeah. it's really not a good We're idea. We're not built for math. Mm-mm. No. So the, the thing is, okay, first of all, I want to know what Janice Dickinson 
has to say about this. I've been waiting for that. If anyone watches Surreal, watch Surreal Life. The Omarosa Janis Dickinson feud was better than any feud you could ever imagine. So I'm waiting for that. There's just a crackhead. Go smoke some crack, you crack bitch. Stupid cracked outfit. You let somebody, a crackhead play with a knife on I don't, your Excuse head. me. No, you're a horrible mother. Right. And your children are so damaged because of you. Second of all, like, what? Are, these tapes aren't even really going to hurt him. I mean, the ones... No. Yeah. I mean, his supporters, this, they don't care. You know, she, if she really... Because she kind of said, like, she wants to... She kind of wants to expose him, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of take him down. How is this taking him down? Like, she needed to get tapes of him saying, Black Lives Matter, or... I love Hillary. Like that's what she should have done. She should have said, "Yeah, she yeah, should." I love my daughter Tiffany. Yeah, she should have recorded him. You know, she should have recorded him, and she should have said, "You know, Donald, what is um, the emotion you feel least for Melania?" And then he'll say, "Love," and then he'll say, uh, "Donald, who do you hate the most?" And he'll say, "Hillary," and then edit that shit together to get him to say, "I love Hillary," and release that, and boom, he's down. Like the yeah. N-word stuff, nobody cares. No, his supporters this, don't care. No, and with the whole N-word tape, I mean, I know everybody's going so crazy being like, we have to find these tapes, but it's like, I would be more shocked if there wasn't a tape of him saying the N-word. Like, if you went through every tape that's ever existed of Trump talking, I would be so floored if nobody could find a tape of him saying the N-word. And even then, I would be like, obviously, Eric Trump took the tape and taped over it with a recording of himself practicing his ABCs or something. Like, I'd forget. Oh, no, it. Did, no, no, you, it, it you're definitely being, You're being somewhere. generous. It's A, not even BC. It's A, and then he gets tripped up. A There's question no, mark. A question mark, question mark. <laughs> but I say, I live for the drama. Keep the tapes coming, Omarosa. Okay, so now let's end with a love story. You know, we, we've done some ugliness, so now let's get into love. I would argue the greatest love story of our time. No, it's not. That's, this is not it. But Pete uh, Davidson and Ariana got engaged a month after dating. And while talking to GQ, he said that he proposed on the first day they met. Uh, he said, the day I met her, I was like, hey, I'll marry you tomorrow. She was calling my bluff. I sent her a picture of engagement rings. I was like, do you like any of these? She was like, those are my favorite ones. And I was like, sick. So Pete gave her a $93,000 engagement ring and moved into the $16 million penthouse she got for them. And she called it their house, even though she paid for it. Now, let me ask you, let me ask you this. Would you get engaged to someone you just met? Uh, If they proposed with a $93,000 engagement ring? Fuck yes. Yes. No question. Or if it was... Idris Elba, Alexander Skarsgård, etc. And they had their dick in front of me. I would say yes to anything. You, your standards are much higher than mine. Uh, I, it could be anyone with that ring in front of me, and I, I would first I would ask, you know, is well, how would you was, know was that a, purchased how on would layaway? You know it's a ninety-three thousand dollar ring. I don't know. I think you can just you get a feeling. You it can makes tell. Your heart, it I makes your heart beat a little faster. Well, maybe I can't even tell. Like I, I don't ha- know. I think. Like, I, I can't I'm tell the s- ones on QVC and the real ones. Well, I'm trash, because I cannot tell. I don't know. I've got a sixth sense for this kind of thing. You know, maybe I really missed my calling as a gold digger. And, you know, may- I think I have, you know. Yeah, maybe. It's too, it's too late for me now. But, um, yeah, I don't know if I would get in, like, I would obviously, like, if the ring is whatever, yeah, of course, I'm going to get engaged on that first day. 
But it's also such a risky move because Ariana doesn't know anything about Pete. And Pete doesn't know anything about Ariana. And it's like, you have to live together for a bit so that you know. This is is where we sound old. Because the thing is, she's 12, right? He's 12 and a half. Oh, and she, this four, is 14 young, and 15. Come 14 on, and 15 and a half. She's a multimillionaire. They're both famous. He's well off. Well, I don't know if he's well off, but I'm assuming they're like, this is young love. So it's like young love is already crazy and a head trip. And then you add money, like the freedom of being able to do, go buy whatever you want. And it's even crazier. So, if, you know, it makes sense to me that's. Like a, a lot, a lot of celebrities move fast, young ones, because it's yeah. Stu- stupidity is stupidity is for the young, because like I just think if I got engaged with someone on the first date, you know, do I know if they chew with their mouth open or is their favorite TV show well, the well, Dump Cake Lady Infomercial? Well, see, that's, that's the kind of stuff I need to know before I commit. But see, that's why dickmatization is a thing, because if the dick is good, you don't care about that. You don't care if they crash your car. You don't care if they call your mom a bitch. If the dick is good, <laughs> you will do whatever. You know, you don't care if they kick your dog. Okay, maybe that. Maybe that. <laughs> yeah, I would hope. But speaking of, do you think... So there was a story. This is an old story, but I, I didn't really get to talk about this. That she... They, they, they were saying she confirmed, I'm putting that air quotes, that his dick is 10 inches. His dick is not 12 and 10 inches. She's barely 10 inches tall from toes to ponytail so if his dick was really 10 inches she'd be dead if his dick was 10 inches he wouldn't need to propose with a ninety-three thousand dollar ring he could have proposed with an onion ring but that's, see, that's when we know saying. he's with got a 10 her, inch dick she, but see with her if she knew he had a 10 inch dick she'd say i can't marry that he's gonna fucking puncture out my lungs and then i can't sing <laughs> then i can't make any money then She's i can't gonna... pay for this ninety-three thousand dollar engagement ring because my lungs got you know, punctured out by his dick. She's going to have to pawn it to pay for, like, the hospital bill after her pelvis gets shattered into, like, a billion pieces. We're back. So, in an Instagram video that Adam Lambert posted and quickly deleted, um, Sam Smith is on a boat saying, I don't like Michael Jackson, but I like... Let me try to do a British... He's British. Yeah, let me try to do a British accent. I, I don't like Michael Jackson. Wait, I don't like Michael Jackson, but I like this song. That was terrible, huh? As human nature played. Uh, Michael, Bear, is that you? <laughs> Michael Jackson fans dragged him, and Broadway star Stephanie Mills led the pitchfork mob, saying, don't come for Michael Jackson when you wish... You have sold as many records, and you wish you were the king of pop like he was. I'm so tired of you people studying our music and studying our artists and claiming that you don't like our music. Go sit your one-hit wonder ass down and learn how to finish a tour. When you can sell as many records as the king of pop, Michael Jackson, then maybe you can say something. So I say to you, Mr. Smith, have several seats and come for me if you want to. He never came for her, by the way. For the record, he never came for her. No, because how do you respond to that? You can't it's impossible the only way that sam smith can fix this for himself is if he gets back on that boat with adam lambert and records himself making another video but this time he's like i don't like michael jackson i love michael jackson At, but that like, sounded like prince charles did prince it charles with a head cold Ooh, yeah. that's classy <laughs> i'll take it 
But yeah, what I was going to say is knowing Adam's or knowing uh, Sam Smith's luck, Adam will upload it, but he'll upload the one that he didn't edit. So it'll be a video of him finishing being like, do you think that's enough to shut them up now? And then it all starts all over again. But the thing is, like, Sam should know when you're on the Internet and you say, I don't like so-and-so, so-and-so's fans are going to leave your head widowless by snatching that widow's peak right off of you. Allison, do you remember, I don't think he's sent anything for a while. There's that Lady Gaga stand that would send us beheading pictures. Oh, yeah, do do I remember? Oh, my God. So I'd rather, so Sam Smith is lucky because I would rather have, I would rather have Stephanie Mills tell me to sit the hell down than have beheading pictures. Actually, I'd rather have Stephanie Mills tell me to sit the hell down whenever. For oh, I'd, reason. I'd enjoy it. I'm thinking I'm, about releasing a video later today, just being like, I hate Michael Jackson. Just so uh, she can tell you, shit, sit, yeah, your, sit your no hit song. wonder ass down. I'm like, more, more, tell me how bad I am. So on the night of Amber Heard's 30th birthday, there was a big fight between her and Johnny Depp. She has always claimed he attacked her, and he recently claimed she attacked him. The mirror says, in... BBC News worthy news that the fight uh, which ended their marriage was over a turd Johnny found in their bed. Johnny thinks Amber and her friends put it there as a revenge for him showing up late to her party and she blamed Boo, her Yorkie. Poor Boo. Justice for Boo. There's also strong photographic evidence linking Amber to the turd. That's like, who cares about Donald Trump's tapes? Yeah, I, we want, want, to see I want to see the Amber Heard turd tape. Oh, scat queen. I don't want to see a turd. <laughs> no, I don't want to see it. I just want to see it because I feel But bad. are we sure it was a turd or was it a, a Mordecai DVD? <laughs> but, um. Oh, that was beautiful. No, I feel, I feel bad for Boo because, I mean, let's face it. That's not the grossest thing that's been found in Johnny Depp's bed. He no, that's le- the thing. That's why this story makes no sense. Like, why would Johnny care when his sheets, I'm sure, covered in a lot, lot, lot worse? Oh, his sheets probably look like saran wrap. They're so see-through because of all the grease that he leaves in there. They look like burger wrappers. So Pearl from season seven of RuPaul's Drag Race said on the web talk show, Hey Queen, that during a break in filming, she told RuPaul how, how much it was an honor to be in the show and to meet Ru. Ru said, nothing you say matters unless that camera is rolling. That broke Pearl's spirit and she thought it was rotten and gross. LaShawn Beyond already told us in season four that it is not RuPaul's best friend race. I don't know why Pearl is like, I understand why she's upset. Obviously, it's like a real don't meet your idols situation. But she also needs to understand that Ru doesn't have time to go around and like listen to everyone be like, I love you, Ru. You're my hero. Like, she's yeah, it's like Tyra, like Tyra Banks on America's Not Top, Top Model. You know, all of them would say Tyra wouldn't talk to them. It's a show Rue has to get backstage and spend three hours in makeup to get that, like... Not even. Three minutes. It's natural. She just gets up like that. What, yeah. What, whatever, however long it takes for her face to be airbrushed smoother than that season one filter. But I'm with Rue, and I only say that because I wish that moment of Rue giving Pearl to Freeze was on camera. Like, that's some Alexis Carrington dynasty shit. Rue breaking Pearl's spirit. So that should... Rue should have followed her advice and told the camera crew to get over there and record that. Michael, what show? I'm not familiar. Shut up. 
So Zoya Banks claimed she was scheduled to record music with Grimes. And if you're uh, under the, over the age of 30, you have no idea who I'm talking about. Uh, record music with Grimes, the girlfriend of billionaire Elon Musk. And that she'd spend days waiting for Elon and Grimes to show up at his L.A. mansion. When they finally did show up after several days of Azalea just waiting there, she says Grimes was too busy to convince Elon not to tweet while high on acid. Azalea also thinks she was only brought out to L.A. to have a threesome with them. And she claims she also heard Elon begging for investors for Tesla. Elon claims he's never met Azalea at all. No. He he pulled a I don't know her, which I think that's how a lot of people respond to Azalea Banks in 2018. But one of the things that Azalea said, so I have to, obviously, Azalea Banks Oh, no. Are we going to get to this? Because that's what I was going to bring up. The, oh. <laughs> what she called Grimes. That's... <gasps> no, I was going to say what she called Elon. Oh, let, you go first. Okay. So uh, uh, through all of the things that Azalea was alleging, which... I think were, is probably some of Azalea's best work since ever, since she really doesn't work. Uh, no disrespect to Azalea Banks, of course. But she, so she's, no, but all disrespect. All disrespect to her. So she was uh, dragging Elon Musk for a million things, right? Like being like, he's racist and his family profited off of like South Africans and all this stuff, right? It was all like kind of dark allegations. But then she was like getting into... Elon Elon has bad hair plugs and he's got frog eyes and then at one point she describes him as having pork skin which, which is delicious pork I know. skin I'd be I would have a threesome with that uh, yeah I'd have mm. to pry my mouth off delicious bacon and face. what I like what I loved which immediately put me on her side because I'm on the side of poetry she called grinds a dirty sneaker inbred out of the woods pap spear pussy meth head junkie that's just beautiful. It's Pap really spear pussy. I w- beautiful. Although Grimes is from Canada, so it wouldn't necessarily be Paps. It would be like Black Ice. Black Ice beer pussy. Yeah. That's, that's I've what, seen that that's porno. That Canadian dirtbags will get. Yeah, I've seen that porno. After, so after, now this is some news that is awful to me, but maybe it's good to Linda Bloodworth Thompson and... CBS. They're reviving Designing Women. Uh, Linda's going to do a new take of women in an entire interior design firm. Dixie Carter, Meshach Taylor, Jan Hooks, and Alice Ghostly can't be in it since they're all dead. And Allison, was- you, you, did you ever watch Designing Women? Are you going to pull this? I, was, I wasn't even born when Designing Women came out. Shit. What's a designer? I don't even know that word. Who's a Dixie What's Carter? CBS. No, I did actually. I watched Designing Women sometimes when it was on TV. Um, I didn't totally get it, but I loved Delta Burke. That's what kind I love. Delta drew Burke. Me. Yeah. As a child, as a very young child, maybe two two years old. And that's the thing they say: new take. Yeah. So that's what scares me. I know New Take tells me that there's not going to be any Delta Burke. Also, New Take tells me that the, you know, Sugar Baker and Associates Design is now going to be like a decorating company that works on HGTV. That's what I was thinking. Like the Gaineses. Yeah. It's going to be about the Gaineses and now. And I always think, you know, no Dixie Carter, no go. That I'm should, only. That I'm should only be a- the 11th commandment. That shall not reboot Designing Women without Dixie Carter. 
Welcome to the Hot Slut of the Day game. We played this in the first episode, but we're going to change things slightly. So Allison picked is picking a hot slut from the month of August. Any year. August 2015, August 1963, when D-Listed first started. A hot slut from any year. I have 90 seconds to ask her yes or no questions. And if I do not get it with all my yes or no questions, she will give me two hints. And I will try not to be tricky because last time I like got very tricky. Is it is this one hard? Because no, I'm this... never going to get it. I just want to let everybody know who is listening. I'm never going to win this. On the day that you get one, I'm going to like keep a bottle of champagne beside me. And when you get it, I'm going to like shoot it off into the mic that didn't sound right. I don't, really, I don't want to hear about it, you. It really she, didn't. It really, that's going to be yeah, taken out of this context. Is very, yeah. This is, you've crossed a line. So, okay. So let me put, let me, are you ready? Yes, I am ready. Okay. Here we go. Are you human? No. Are you a toy? Yes. Are you, were you primarily marketed to girls, like stereotypically a girl's toy? Oh, yeah. Okay, are you a toy of a human? Yes. Were you made by Mattel? Yes. Oh, you're going to get this. Were your colors of your outfit primarily red and white? No. Were the colors of your dress, outfit, whatever, pink? No. Were the colors of your dress outfit whatever peach? No. Were you, uh, do you have an occupation? Um, debatable. Mm, was the color of your outfit blue? Yes. Were, did you travel to space? No. Do you dance? This is a stupid question. <laughs> okay, it's done. So give me two hints. Okay, so your two hints are um, <laughs> beautiful hair, <laughs> and the other beautiful hint. Beautiful hair. Do, and I'll give you another hint. Um, kind of a dirt bag. Okay, you know. Okay, beautiful hair. Oh, um, magic hair can. Uh, That's my final answer. Okay, it's shaving fun, Ken. Okay, no, she... it's not the same one, is it? No, magic hair. I think no. Was is magic hair Ken a thing? No, there was totally hair Ken. That's what I. There may be magic hair Barbie. Yeah, shaving fun Ken is yeah for the shaving fetishes, the shaving queens. Shaving fun Ken was hot slut of the day, August tenth, twenty seventeen. So fairly recent, and. uh yeah, he, he looks like a guy who sells you weed down at the beach. But I do him. But beautiful hair. Yeah, I do him anyways. So I'm, oh, f- you know, I'm f- flopping again. I'm the... Um, I'd call you a close zero. A close zero. Because that one was close. So before we go, the uh, some things, some sad news happened today. The Queen of Soul Shade. Charisma, glamour, everything, all of the above. Aretha Franklin died today. Died today. We're recording this on a Thursday at the age of 76. She was a pioneer and an icon, but since our first love at D-listed is shade, 
we're going to end this episode with one of my favorite shady Aretha moments. So rest in peace, Aretha. When I say that the name Adele, what comes to mind? Mm-hmm. Young singer, good singer. Alicia Keys. Um, young performer, good writer, producer. Taylor Swift. Okay, great, uh, great gowns, beautiful gowns. Uh, uh, Whitney Houston. Whitney was a, a talent, mm. definitely a talent. She had a gift. Mm. And Sissy's baby. And let's sort of change genres a little bit. Nicki Minaj? Nicki Minaj, hmm. <laughs> now I'm going to pass on that one. <laughs>